guys, welcome to Eat Dish Gaming. I'm Pat. This is Kaz. And we are back for our uh, post-Thanksgiving episode. And it's yeah. December 1st when we're recording this, so, you know, we are officially in the Christmas season. Are you guys, are you stuffed? Are you stuffed? I'm, I'm still full from Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, I really didn't have that much. Like, I had, like, a plate of Thanksgiving meal, and I was like, you know what, I'm good. I didn't, I didn't do any leftovers or anything like that. You know, I wore, like, a nice shirt and everything. And mm-hmm. I'm glad I had a sweater on because I had to unbutton the shirt underneath my sweater. <laughs> <laughs> you were busting at the seams. I really was. I, I felt sick. I'm like, I ate so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, I did not eat again that day. Oh, well, that means you did it right. So basically, you were yep. like a little Kirby. You were just sucking in everything. <laughs> Dude, I mean, we had... Cranberry salad, um, mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, uh, man. Like vegetarian gravy, too. It's been so long since I had gravy. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, oh, that's cheese. Great. Like, it, it was great. We even had like a, a tofurkey uh, thing. It was like oh, tofurkey. Like yeah, I mean, I've had tofurkey before, but do they make actual turkeys? Like, like the actual yeah, it, turkey? It's like an actual turkey. It did not taste like one. It tasted like, I, I don't know, like you threw cardboard in the yard, got it wet, and <laughs> ate it. It was not good. Why do you know this? <laughs> well, it had the consistency of cardboard, but like someone had taken cardboard and put some pepper on it. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it was not good. Um, hmm. That's not something I would be recommending, but the rest of our food is freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just had, I just had, uh, just had like turkey, you know, like mashed potatoes. Um, it was supposed to come with like, biscuits and stuff but you know the the girl forgot the biscuits and then i had like a chocolate pecan pie that was supposed to come with ice cream but the ice cream didn't come with either i was just like you know what whatever i'm just happy you just to be here to eat you went to um a restaurant and that you're like yeah the girl forgot it and you're not talking about like your mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yes, yeah i probably should make that distinction no i was not with my parents for thanksgiving yeah this <laughs> it'd be it'd be what it'd be kind of bad if I said yeah this bitch just forgot my fucking tater tots or something you know then it'd be, everyone would be like yo stop talking about granny like that <laughs> but no no yeah we I I went out to, to to eat and everything but they had like a whole Thanksgiving sort of like meal and stuff but you know it was still still very delicious and I and I was full by by the end of it so um and you know like I was kind of happy I didn't have leftovers because honestly. It's not really the to me. It's not really the Thanksgiving food that kills you. It's the leftovers because you're just you're just munching on that for days on end and stuff, and all that you know really adds up over time. So it was kind of nice to just like actually not have any, not have to worry about that, especially for a guy like me who's trying to lose weight. So <laughs> it's so confusing for me because the day after Thanksgiving, I'm like, what am I going to eat? We didn't have any leftovers either, so I was like, I, I don't. I've never cooked the day after Thanksgiving. Or I don't know what to do. <laughs> what did you do? I think we got a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you got a pizza after Thanksgiving? Like the day after Thanksgiving. Day after Thanksgiving. Not Thanksgiving Day itself, yeah. No, it was Black Friday. Because <laughs> I had to I had to work like all day. So when I got off, I was just like, I'm gonna order food because I'm not about to cook. I feel you. I feel you that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On those days like when you're just you're just kaput on energy and stuff, sometimes yeah, takeout is the best option. Hell yeah, definitely. I had like a free pizza from Domino's anyway with the point system and everything. So nice. I was like, it's perfect. Bruh, Pizza Hut fucking fucking scammed me, man. Like I had a free pizza and I tried to redeem it with the, the Pizza Hut rewards 
And for some reason, I'm going to go through. It's like it's stuck in limbo. It's like I, like my points are gone, but I don't got the fucking pizza. Like it's not, it's not, it's not there. Email corporate. They will they will fix that real fast. Will they? Okay. All right. I thought about Why being a Karen about and like, and like out here. Twitter. <laughs> you could. I don't know if Twitter is the best place to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on there right now. Holy crap. It, it's kind of like a slow motion train wreck happening. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so Domino's out here, it's literally the only place that delivers to me, besides a, a local restaurant that actually has way better pizza, but mm -hmm. is also way pricier. So, so I typically don't go to them unless it's really, really, really late at night because they're open until 3 a.m. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, yeah. No, it's caters to the college students, but dude, that's some of the best pizza I've ever had. It's awesome. But um, yeah, Domino's out here, if you. If they're too late on your delivery, like if they deliver it post the window they give you, mm -hmm. you get an email saying, hey, that delivery wasn't what we wanted. And so here's a free pizza on us. I don't like Yo. the last time I had pizza because I never got it here on time. So every time I just get a free pizza. <laughs> Even if it's one I redeemed points on, I still get a free pizza. Dude, that is dope. It's an endless just barrage of pizzas. It's basically free pizzas for you. That's awesome. Yeah, and since I'm not paying for the pizza, I usually add on, like, you know, lava cakes or breadsticks or something. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, man. Yeah, we got caught up. Sorry, we got caught up talking about food. <laughs> I don't – I mean, literally, man, it's called deep dish gaming. Pizza was the inspiration. <laughs> Yo, if we don't have a pizza conversation at least once a year, we're not living up to our namesake. You know what? You are absolutely right. Yeah, it's about time we actually talked about food on this podcast. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. What news do you have for us this week? What do you, what do you have? <laughs> well, uh, the first thing I would say is that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet have like blasted every sales record for Pokemon out of the water ever. They sold 10 million units in three days. Good God. And now Nintendo is issuing refunds for like the first time in their history. They're like, we're sorry the game performs like crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, so they... they um put out a statement today and everything saying that they, they apologize for like the, uh, the bugs basically and stuff and that they are going to take these issues very seriously. And I, I get, I believe there was a patch that released today uh, as well for, for the games. And, um, but I mean, I was talking to, to, to Pat before, right before we start recording. I'm like, honestly, I, I really haven't run into that many bugs. <laughs> like not really. And everything. I mean, that's um, because the bug types are sorely underrepresented in the game. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yes, you, I mean, facts, but I mean, like, where is Caterpie? Where is uh, Weedle? What do you, what do you mean the bug types are, rep are, are like poorly represented? Like literally the first few hours, I keep running them over with my fucking Pokemon. <laughs> like, Dude, your Pokemon is, that your writing is like nine feet tall. I should not enter into a battle with a little grasshopper. It should die. <laughs> <laughs> I put it down. No, no, you're, so you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, like what? 
It's literally like you like picking on like like an ant or something. It's like, oh, this is gonna be a great battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the number of times I would do that, or actually talking about technical bugs, when a ditto, not a ditto, a uh, Doug Diglett. Mm-hmm. I was about to just cycle through all the Pokemon with D names. When a Diglett would just pop up out of the ground out of nowhere, and I'd enter in a battle with it, I'd be, I don't even see what I hit. <laughs> right. Yeah, they get you. They get you with those pop-ups, man. Yeah, it's something else. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, I I really haven't had really that many technical difficulties with the game. I mean, yes, it is slow. Uh, yes, there are times where it chugs and everything. Um, it's not. Is it the prettiest? No, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. But the, it has it affected my overall experience? Like, am I still, at least still having fun? Yeah, I'm still having fun. I had a, I did a whole collab with with Taters just a few days ago and everything, just playing multiplayer with her. We went around and stuff. We caught some new Pokemon, went to some gyms and everything. You know, it was fine. You know, uh, I, I think I still had a good time. I did hear, though, that if you do it multiplayer with four people, though, however, that it really does, like, take, like, uh, some wear and tear on, on the game. But, I mean... You know, it's whatever, you know, like. I mean, honestly, I've stopped noticing the slowdown unless it's really bad. Entering the yeah. main city, what, what is it, Mesa Goza? Wherever the yes. academy. That yeah. town chugs pretty bad. And the mm-hmm. Lake, um, Lake Casaroya, if you jump and how far into the game are you? Um, I just got to, I'm, I'm heading towards the uh, the ice gym right now. Have I'm in the snowy part. I've been I've been one of the Titans, which is like the like okay. the the bird one. I've seen I've seen the one in the desert, the Earth Titan. I'll probably go back and do that later. But um, yeah, do that, that significant. What level are you? My highest Pokemon, I think it's like 48, 47. Okay, you might be able to handle the desert one then. Okay. He uh, he does not play around. Oh, no, no. I, no. I mean, I stumbled across him by accident and got my ass handed to me. <laughs> <laughs> he completely wiped my party. So, yeah, I, I know yeah, that. Around the lake area, it chugs pretty bad at points because there's a bunch of Pokemon out there. And I've noticed that there's a lot on screen at one time. It really slows it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've been near the lake. Yep. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw some Pokemon near the lake and I ran up to one. And I was like level, my highest was like 27 at the time. And this was a level 53 Pokemon. I'm like, oh, I'm in the wrong area. <laughs> right, right. Well, there, there was a sign. There's actually a sign, like, as you, you know, go, get to the lake. If you read it, it says, like, hey, this is the lake, whatever, whatever it's called. And it's just like, these are high-level high Pokemon in this area. And I was like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> Yo, so earlier today, actually, I finished the Pokemon League. And then... So the pathway leading up to them, there are two trainers on the path, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of Pokemon running around. The Pokemon, all super low level. First trainer you encounter has a level 14 Meowth. The second guy has three level 50-something Pokemon. Mm. Oh, wow. And I'm like, this is a level discrepancy. I was like, wow, this guy's really weak. And then get to the next one, I'm like, oh, he's here to make sure you don't go to Pokemon League too early. <laughs> <laughs> He's here to send you back to the Pokemon Center. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, but no, I'm um, blast with it. Some of the most fun I've had with the Pokemon game in a long time. I'll agree with that. Honestly, I, I second that. It's not perfect, but I mean, I'm still having fun with it. I really am. So, have you um 
Have you had a picnic and made a sandwich yet? Yes, I have. <laughs> the, the whole cutscene of your character eating the sandwich is like the most acid trippy thing I've ever seen in Pokemon. It's kind of weird. Like, I kind of wish that they would have actually animated him eating or her eating the sandwich. It just it just looks weird. It just drips past your face, and then all of your team is like floating in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> Who'd you pick as your starter? Uh, I picked uh, Fuecoco. Okay, yeah, same. Yep. Have, mm-hmm. you, have you got him fully evolved yet? I certainly have. Uh, Skeledurge? Yeah. I was yeah. I was very hesitant there. When he evolved, I was like, fire and ghost. I don't know how I feel about that. Dude, it's so good. It's yeah? so good. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm What's loving it? him. I'm loving him fully evolved. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. What's your team? Um, Let me... Let me think. I've got a. I can't remember it all off the top of my head, but it's a Skeledurge. There's um, shoot, the evolved form of um of Meryl. I think it's like Azu Azumarill or something like that. Can't, I yeah. can't remember this name. Uh, there's that one. I've got. I can't remember all all off the top of my head. There's like this one sort of giant plant one. I've got this. Perfect. Pro- is it probably dude with bananas as a chin? Nah, well, is it? It might be actually. What do you say? What do you say it was called? Tropius. It's like Tropius? a dinosaur-looking no. one with a long neck. I, I know what you're talking about, but no, not that one. It's something different. Um, and then there's um, the ostrich one. The ostrich with the hypnotic eyes, kind of looks like Egyptian. Yeah, I don't remember what that one's called. Yeah, it won't listen to me. I captured it. It won't listen to me. Stupid prick. It's probably too high level. Yeah, it was actually when I captured it. <laughs> but I still have it in my party because, I don't know, I like it. <laughs> I had the same problem with my Gyarados. Really? He would not listen to me. And I was like, what is going on? Why is he ignoring my commands? Because I had never actually caught one that was too high level. Yeah, same, right? Like, like I feel like in the past games, like that just didn't really happen. You know, yeah, or, you didn't encounter anything that was too high level. Right, right. Yeah, so it was much different being able to, to like capture a Pokemon and then it not do anything, basically. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So who else you got? Um, let me think. Let me think. In my party, that's that's really all I can remember at the top of my head. I know there's like maybe like two or three more, but those are like the ones I use most. Okay. What do you? Who do you have? I have Selvodurge. I have Gyarados, Gardevoir, Pikachu, Go-Goat, the evolved form of the goat Pokemon, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Talonflame, the fully evolved uh, Fletchling. Talonflame. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's flying and fire. I was like, I don't need two fire types in my party, but honestly, he's just so stupidly powerful that mm-hmm. I keep him in there, even though I have two of the same type, so... Okay, cool, cool. How how are you finding the uh, the difficulty in this game? Don't you, f- dude? I've never gotten my butt kicked so hard in a Pokemon game. It's so game much more challenging, isn't it? Like, holy crap! It's not just challenging. Some part, some parts of it are just utter BS. Like the trainers, they're smart. It's like playing against an actual person. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, here's a water type and a ground type. Tell me why it knows an ice move to counter a grass type use against it. <laughs> or better yet, I missed three times in a row with two different moves. I'm like, this should not happen. Oh, wow. 
Like my accuracy had not been decreased or anything. It was just in a battle. And I just happened to miss three times in a row. And it always <laughs> happens at the time when I need to miss the least. Yep. That's what Status happens. Status effects are also like, I feel it very heavily favors the computer. Hmm. Like if I get confused, I'm going to punch myself in the face repeatedly. If hmm. they get confused, it does nothing to them. But I've also seen status effects happen a lot that I almost never see. Like, I have frozen something solid multiple times. Mm -hmm. And in previous games, I remember that happening once in, like, 20 years of Pokemon. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, my Gyarados knows Ice Fang, and it has frozen things so many times that <laughs> and I've, like, I've never seen things freeze like this. Oh, well, that's a perk for, for you, I guess, as, as the trainer. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. I can see that. Uh, I do say the status effects and everything. I do feel like, yeah, I can kind of see how they favor a little bit more on the uh, the AI in a sense. I, I guess I get that feeling because yeah. um, it seems like whenever they use like an attack, like, it, it, yeah, it's like almost like a 95 percent chance it's going to work on you versus like on them. It's like 50 eh, 50. <laughs> you know? yeah. so. like, I, I definitely feel like there's a certain level of unfairness in that the randomness of it is not so random. But honestly, I felt that way for, honestly, for the past few games. I don't know if it's something new, but... Mm. I didn't play enough of Sword and Shield to notice. Well, I didn't play Sword and Shield either. <laughs> but the ones before that, I, I did play, so... Mm. Let's see, what was before Sword and Shield? Was that... Well, you have, uh, well technically, Arceus was between that, but it before Sword and Shield... Um, X and Y? Was no, it really? X and, no. No, something else. It came after X and Y, right? Sun and Moon, yeah, Sun and Moon came out through X and Y. That, that's, yeah, that's correct. I think they were, Sun and Moon were the last ones before Sword and Shield. I think. I feel like I Sun and Moon came out before Sword and Shield. Yeah, no, they did. They did. I'm oh, saying okay. I think they were the last ones, the last generation before Sword and Shield. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's true. I don't I know. I, I, I did not like Sun and Moon. I didn't like X and Y. I didn't like Black and White. I... For a long time, I felt like Pokemon was declining, and this game feels like a breath of fresh air that was very much needed. It's so weird, like you know, like the uh, the sort of reception to this has been so polarizing. You know, like there's people over here, like me and you, who are just you're just enjoying the game for what it is and everything. Yeah. And yeah, it could be better, but it's like we're still enjoying the game. And then there's just other people that are just like, no, like. You know, this is all Nintendo's fault, or this is all you know the Pokemon or Game Freak's fault, and everything. And you know they keep you know rushing out these games and stuff. And which I mean, there is some truth to their arguments, but at the same time, you know, it's like I don't think it's that bad, you know. So yeah, they're harping on the technical aspect of it, but I mean, yes, there are some busted technical issues with the game, but it's still a good game. It's still fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm still having fun with it. So yeah. I think it's the younger generation that's harping on the technical issues. You and I, we lived through the era of the N64. <laughs> well, I mean, we're pretty much reliving that era. Have you seen this game's graphics? <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's I'm why we're like, Pokemon Yo, Stadium cool. looks better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. <laughs> that's why we're just like, yo, this actually looks pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, well, uh, what, what other news do you have? Uh, well, let's see. I sat and watched almost the full presentation from a CD project about the Witcher 3 next-gen update. 
Oh, okay. Because I've always been interested in the game. I haven't. I played maybe four or five hours of it. Mm-hmm. And then I I just got busy, never went back to it. And now that they're coming out with next gen update, which is uh, coming out December 14th, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to sitting down and playing it on PlayStation again and just kind of going through it, seeing how good mm-hmm. it looks, the performance and such. Um, it looks really good. They've made a lot of quality of life improvements to it that I think are going to be good. And they've okay. even added a free DLC for the Netflix series. Hmm. Okay. Will the uh, will the update be free? Yes. Yes. Perfect. If you have The Witcher Three, the update is going to be free. And nice. I believe it's still like really discounted right now on sale for like Black Friday stuff. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Witcher Three. I mean, you can easily pick that up. I feel like for like maybe ten bucks, and that's like yeah, game of year edition. Yeah, and listen, like anyone listening to this, if you haven't played The Witcher and you want to, get the Game of the Year edition. The DLC for it is like some of the best DLC that's ever been made. Blood and Wine is basically a whole new game, and people say it's better than the base game. Like it's just Blood and Wine kicked my ass, man. <laughs> like that, that, that was a tough one. I never, like I said, I played four or five hours. I got to the part of the game where you're fighting the werewolf in the basement of the cabin. I remember that. And yeah, I never got past that because he face rolled me repeatedly. Oh, I, yeah, I never quite got the hang of the whole potions and applying stuff to your sword. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Got to have the right sort of like materials, right? Potions, concoctions, and yep. stuff, and coat the sword, and yeah, use the right spells for the right monsters and stuff like that. It's it's. I I like the combat. It just takes a while to kind of get used to it. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to revisiting the game now. Awesome. Since the last time awesome. I tried to play it was 2015. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, when you do, uh, let me know how it is and everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I've seen the graphics. The landscapes and stuff look great. Girl's <laughs> face is still pretty rough. Like, the facial animations <laughs> of the game have not seen much improvement. Okay. Uh, the scenery and the landscapes are gorgeous. Very nice. Awesome. Can't wait to see more of it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? You got any news? Uh, yeah, um, well, they released the, uh, new trailer for the Super Mario Brothers movie and everything. Um, I watched it. Still, still not, I don't know, Chris Pratt's voice for Mario, it's just, it's just not doing it for me and everything. I, like, I don't know if it was, they did that on purpose. They were like, yo, we, let's just get a new voice for Mario. But it's just, it's just not doing it. it, it, it it's not Mario. It's Chris Pratt. No. You know, and yeah. if that was their goal, if their goal was like, hey, let's get a different voice for Mario, then OK, they accomplished that goal. But I'm still looking at Mario and I'm like, this does not sound like Mario and <laughs> everything. But the actual trailer itself, though, I mean, I, I know uh, you haven't seen it yet, but it's actually got me pretty, pretty, uh, pretty excited and everything um, because it is covering not just, say, Mario. It's literally covering the entire franchise. Like, we're talking Donkey Kong, we're talking uh, 2D Mario, Super Smash Brothers, uh, Mario Kart. It's The trailer looks like it's covering every aspect of the of the entire Mario franchise. And I'm just like, yo, I was not expecting this. I did not know I needed this, but it's got me kind of excited to see it now. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to see an entire... I, I would watch the Mario movie if they animated the whole thing in like eight bit Mario from uh, the NES. There's there's no telling. I mean, it, it definitely seems like it's like a tribute type movie. They they even they even um 
uh, you can see a little bit like Luigi. He's got the little uh, the ghost backpack thing on. So I feel like they're nice. also doing covering a bit of Luigi's Mansion with that too, and everything. So I'm just like, yo, that's actually pretty dope. Like I I like how they're just incorporating all of the Mario games in a sense into this one sort of like epic like journey type movie and everything. I think that's really cool. You know what I want? Give me a Luigi's Mansion movie, but like with PT levels of intensity. Oh no! terrifying ghosts that are like you see it and it traumatizes you and have luigi fighting those things with normal like luigi graphics but then just bloody dripping horrible monster ghosts luigi <laughs> versus freddy krueger yeah <laughs> god i would so watch that though that would be awesome <laughs> no, you're talking about giving them a new voice like if you want to give mario a new voice i mean that's the wrong choice but okay mm. maybe pick somebody who's not as universally recognized as chris Pratt. That's fair. Like, Chris Pratt is always going to be either Star-Lord or that uh, dude from Jurassic Park Owen, or yeah. mm-hmm. whatever else he's been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's too recognizable. You've got to pick someone who's not part of the MCU. <laughs> right, right. Okay, yeah, I could see that. But, um, but yeah, but, but uh, they also show off Daisy. You can see Daisy, you can see more Luigi, you can see Donkey Kong and stuff. All Honestly, all their voices sound great. The only one that I had a problem with was Mario's and everything. Um, but the concept of it and kind of where I'm seeing where this story is going and what they're doing with it and how they're incorporating all these different things. I'm like, yo, this this actually, like, yeah, I might actually have to see this. I mean, I was going to see it anyway, but now I'm, I'm a little more excited to see it, I guess you could say. So, Yeah, I, I'll, I will probably watch it when it comes out, but I am very heavily skeptical of it. Fair enough. Watch the trailer and let me know what you think. Yeah, I, I need to do that. I don't think I've seen any of the trailers yet. Okay, okay. Because basically, yeah, watch... I was like, oh, a Mario movie. Interesting. Chris Pratt is Mario? Nope, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> that was basically all of us. I mean, I think we're still kind of like all like, yeah, Chris Pratt is Mario, but it's just like the rest of the movie just looks like it's going to carry. Looks like it's going to carry. Like, why not just get Charles Martinet to do it? I, I don't know. I honestly do not know. It's such a stupid decision. The man has been the voice of Mario for 35 years. Just do it. Get him to be the voice. Mm. Yep. Don't know. Can't, can't tell you. <laughs> um, let me think. Uh, besides that, I've got... Um, there's a new Amnesia game coming out. New, new horror game. It's going to be different. Uh, there's going to be some, as they say, major changes. Um Usually those those games are like, you know, straight up like first person horror games. Uh, apparently this one's going to be a open world with some actual combat. Um, players can defend themselves. They'll also be able to survive through stealth. Uh, there's puzzles and everything, uh, active exploration and stuff like that. It's it's I'm not really sure what they're trying to do with it, but um, it's supposed to be coming to Xbox, PlayStation and PC in next year. And everything. So, I, I, again, there's not really a whole lot of information about this, but I'm just like, oh, this is an interesting direction to go in. So, yeah, it's whatever. It's it's scary Skyrim. Yeah, scary Skyrim. Huh. huh. Like, that's exactly what it sounds like. Would you play something like that? I mean, I know you're not really into horror games, but I'm just like, do you do you uh, see the intrigue in that? I do. I, I just, I don't understand how they would pull it off. Because horror games rely... On it being atmospheric, you know, cramped, mm-hmm. narrow hallways, yeah. darkness. 
like Resident Evil does a great job of it in that, yes, mm-hmm. you have a weapon, but your ammo is so severely limited that the half the fear and the tension comes from the fact, like, if I miss this shot, mm-hmm. I'm crippling myself further down the line. Yeah. 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 Same with Silent Hill. Silent Hill, you know, has a lot of those sort of like really narrow sort of hallways or buildings, claustrophobic areas and stuff like that. So like if it's a big wide open area that's maybe like super foggy or it's at night or something like that, maybe they could do it. You would just have to have really limited sight lines, I think. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm not sure how they're going to do it, but I mean, it is still going to be in first person. It looks like they did show off a little so, some screens and everything, but um, yeah, it, I don't know. Could could be something a new a new thing for I guess the horror sort of genre in t- in terms of video games. So who knows? We'll I mean, horror has been it's a very successful genre, but it's also mm-hmm. been very much sticking to a tried and true formula. So breaking up the pattern. That's what Amnesia did originally. Like Amnesia was very mm-hmm. popular because it pulled off everything people like about horror very very well, mm-hmm. and I played it. Mm-hmm. Like I played oh, I it when it came. I didn't know that you played that. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. You are not a horror, like... Yeah, amnesia, amnesia did not change my opinion of that. <laughs> 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 yeah, I played well, a few okay. hours of Amnesia. didn't beat it, but yeah, it is pretty terrifying. Yeah, yeah I didn't play the second one, but I heard that it was a it was not. pretty different game. I tried playing it. I could not. It, it just did not do it for me. It was not the Bay of Pigs. That was the thing with Roosevelt. It was what... The, oh, no. It was like... Was that, Something of pigs. Pigs were in the title. <laughs> Amnesia 2, like, the machine of pigs, maybe? <laughs> Something just, like that. I don't I'm know. I'm just, like, laughing just because you're just trying to remember, like, something with pigs. I swear, it's pigs. 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 A machine for the pigs. Wiggly. <laughs> yeah, Amnesia, a machine for pigs. That, that was, yeah. Dude, Amnesia set in Piggly Wiggly would be terrifying. <laughs> Be like, oh, this fruit should have been thrown out months ago, but it's still here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a normal visit to Piggly Wiggly. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, which also gives me amnesia. <laughs> it's all the methane released from the rotting food. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, but yeah, besides that, though, um, I do have one more thing. I wasn't sure... Did you have anything else? Yeah, I've got a few more things. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, then. Um, so Game Pass has gotten a bunch of announcements, uh, a lot of new stuff coming, including, and I didn't list all of them, just the interesting ones, Hollow Knight Silk Song is coming Hollow, to... Hollow Knight what? Silk Song, the sequel, uh-huh. is coming to Game Pass. Uh, Did your lights just turn off? Yeah, I... <laughs> They're set on a timer to shut off at a certain time. And I'm sorry, there was there was a veil of darkness that just enshrouded your body, and I was like, "Yo, what is going well, on?" Is the to turn the back here? on? I have to uh, <laughs> say a specific wake word that will probably trigger a bunch of our listeners if they have the same sort of devices. Let's oh, see, I should yeah. be able to turn them on from here. Right. No, no, it's fine. I, I'm just making sure that you were okay. I was like, "Yo, oh, yeah. why did it get so dark in there?" <laughs> yeah, no, my office lights turned off. Um, <laughs> no problem. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. But yeah, Hollow Knight, uh, Age of Empires, Ghostwire Tokyo, and confirmed as of today, Monster Hunter Rise is coming to Game Pass. And that one I'm looking forward to. Like, I was interested in it, but not enough to buy it because I tried mm-hmm. Monster Hunter World and couldn't really get into it. But uh, 
I'd be willing to give Rise another shot with, you know, nice. as another attempt to get into the. Yeah, it's was been out on Switch. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. So it was on Switch, so it's no longer an exclusive. No, it's coming to Game Pass. Oh, I had no idea. That's pretty cool. Well, a lot of Nintendo games do eventually make their way to Xbox. And hmm. sometimes, I mean, Ghostwire Tokyo is coming to Xbox, and you know, it's been a PS um, PlayStation exclusive for a while. That's true. That's true. Okay, cool. But, you know, um, Final Fantasy 16 has received a rating in Brazil for like All their right. ESRB rating. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't read what it was. I just know that it's been rated, which means it's probably coming out pretty soon. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Well, I mean, they already they haven't given us like a definitive date, but they've said summer of next year. Okay, this says 16 plus. Uh, oh, so that's like a rated T. Kind of, because they Final Fantasy VII Remake got a 14 plus age rating. Um, and Final Fantasy 15 got a 12 plus age rating. So 16 plus is kind of like being rated M. Hmm. Like, uh, it's, it's the highest, or one of the highest. Which, I mean, given the trailers and some of the screenshots, it, it looks insanely violent. It does. Yeah. So I, I can't really say I'm surprised it's getting the higher end rating. It looks it looks certainly mature and everything. It's definitely more uh, I feel like adult than a lot of the other sort of standard main mainline Final Fantasy games have been recently and everything. But um, yeah, I mean if it is rated M, I mean how would you feel about that? Because you know originally thir- uh, versus thirteen, I believe was going for like an M rating. Like when we first saw like versus thirteen, and we saw like not it was like before they changed it to fifteen and had Noctis like you know, stabbing his blade through the guards, and there was, like, blood everywhere and stuff and everything. I believe that was going for, like, a mature rating at that time. How would you feel about Final Fantasy going in that direction? I would not mind it. I feel like the 7 remake is eventually going to end up getting a mature rating. <laughs> are, are we what? talking pre or post-Aerith? Um, pre. Like, Nibelheim, too. <laughs> like, there's a... There's a lot of stuff that happens in the seven storyline that's yeah horrible. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, yeah, I'd be okay with it. Like, give me a gritty story. If you're we're talking about you know warring empires and stuff, it's not like honestly, you shoot somebody with a giant icicle like that, there's gonna be blood. <laughs> a fireball okay i can see they're not being blood because it cauterizes everything ice no you want to have some bloody ice <laughs> so i don't know I, I, I don't think it would bother me i'd be interested to see it okay yeah actually i have the exact same thoughts absolutely mm-hmm. and the uh the last thing i've got news wise is the uh, playstation 6 oh yes <laughs> tell tell, tell me about it at sony kind of leaked out and it's not confirmed. We all know PlayStation 6 is coming. If Sony changes their naming scheme, I would be insanely surprised. But uh, the document essentially said that they're expecting the PS5 to be supported until 2027 at least, if yeah. not further than that. Mm-hmm. And considering it launched in 2020, that's seven-year lifespan. That's, yeah, that's about average. Yeah, sounds about right. Like Last gen, um, I mean, what was it, 2013 that the Xbox came out and the PS4. I, I honestly can't remember. Is it well, 2013? Yeah, 2014. Seven, seven, eight years. Yeah. Like, 
I think people are just used to it because the uh, 360 and the PS3 had a very long lifespan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, they were about 10 years each. So. Yeah. Yep. Cool. But yeah, that's all the news I've seen. I think that we can probably both kind of just do a few things with it and stuff. We'll probably do this for the main section here. Um, I've got um, the Game Awards. We have the nominees. And uh, let's see. I believe – I'm trying to remember when it goes. I know know it's like in the next few days or so. I think it's like next week or something. But you have nominees. Ceremony is December 8th. December 8th? Okay, thank you. Oh, All right. yeah, yeah, I do have one thing on that note. Oh, um, go ahead, go ahead. Steam is doing a giveaway of Steam Decks, one per minute during the Game Awards. Really? Yes, but there are criteria. You have to have bought something on Steam within the last year, and you have to watch the event through Steam. Ah. And you have to register ahead of time. Oh, but well, I mean, cool. Well, yeah. That's still, still a, that's a still a, to win a yeah day. still a chance to and win. Thank you for mentioning. Five hundred and twelve GB model, so top of the high end version. For every, they're giving one away every minute. That's what it said. Every minute of the ceremony, <laughs> and the game like, awards is not a short show. I was about to say it's at least maybe like three hours long. So they're yeah. going to be giving away. Uh, I'm I'm horrible at math. So eighty Steam decks. There you go. <laughs> well that that's great that's great yeah awesome yeah thank you for bringing that up i mean i might have to watch it through that <laughs> yeah I, I plan to and i normally <laughs> don't watch the awards jeff Keeley mm-hmm. grates on my nerves so. <laughs> i i have an interesting sort of like history with jeff Keeley. I, I don't i don't mind him i guess because i followed him for quite a while like before he was like a recognizable like name i i'd say so He's like one of like the first journalists that in like the gaming industry that I really kind of just like followed and everything. So, but um, but no, let's get into the game awards, the nominees for game of the year, uh, and then we can just kind of just choose which one we think uh, will win. Uh, obviously, I haven't played all of these, but the nominees for the game of the year were a Plague Tale Requiem, uh, which I have still have not beaten it yet. Um, then there's Elden Ring, uh, God of War, Ragnarok, which I'm playing through currently, Horizon Forbidden West, which I believe you've played through. I've not beaten, but yes, I have played. Okay, you've played it. Uh, Stray, and then Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Okay, well, we can knock out those last three. They're not going to win at all. It's going (laughs) to be down to Elden Ring or God of War and my gut instinct is that it's going to be God of War. Yeah, I think it's going to be God of War as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's just too much hype around it. Um, there is. But the thing is, like, I mean, I can honestly say the hype has not disappointed. It's not one of those games where it's like, yo, I played the game and, yeah, the hype was, like, a bunch of bull. Like, honestly, it's exactly what I figured it would be and even more, to be completely honest. So, so much well, has been added to that game, man. So much. Yeah. I mean, I 
didn't even finish the first one, so I've not played Ragnarok. But there's there's a certain bias towards games that release towards the end of the year. They're more likely to win these awards because they're fresher in everyone's mind. That's true. That's true. But I have a feeling, though, that even, like, I can, I kind of get the feeling even with this lineup, if God of War came out in, like, May or something, uh, comparatively to the rest of these and everything, I don't know, man. Like, if Elden Ring switched places or something with God of War's release window, I get, well, I can't really speak because I guess I, I really haven't God played Elden Ring. I, yeah, I still think God of War would win, though. It's such an insanely anticipated game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and everything. But it 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 holds up, man. It 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 holds up for real. So yeah, I think it's gonna be God of War. Um, and then if you're looking at the, like they have some other stuff like for best game directions, so awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction. Again, some of this pretty much the same contenders. You got God of War, uh, Elden Ring, Horizon, Forbidden West, uh, a game called Immortality. I haven't played Never that. Heard one. Of yeah, and then there's uh, Stray. So stray winning some awards for like maybe world design or creativity or something because yeah it, it's very unique he plays a cat and i mean who doesn't like that but again, <laughs> stray, i have not played it yeah but you said that uh maggie has though right yeah she really enjoyed it but i have not had the chance to visit it myself and play mm -hmm. so i mean it looked good uh i'll probably play it at some point but Again, I think it's one of those that was just – it's not even a AAA game, is it? I think it's an indie studio. And the, yeah, I think it is. Is it by, like – is it by, like, Annapurna or something like that? I can't remember. That would surprise me if it was. It really would. They make some pretty weird-ass games. <laughs> they really do. Um, but, again, I don't – compared to God of War, Stray does not – like, God of War is the elephant in the ring. It's going to dwarf. Everything except the absolute best. <laughs> right, right. No, I agree. Um, they, it's, it's pretty much the same contenders again for like best narratives of storytelling: Plague Tale, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon Forbidden West, and then Immortality again. And okay, that one though, from my understanding, from what I remember, Plague Tale is supposed to have just an insanely good story. It could have a, a chance at best narrative. I will say that Plague Tale, yeah, those games are known to have a bit more of a narrative sort of, like, um, feel to them, I'd say, and everything. Uh, so that, so your comment just now wouldn't surprise me. If, if Plague Tale won Best Narrative, I, yeah, like, I, I wouldn't doubt that. I think I'd be fine with that. The, the narrative in Horizon, I mean, it, it's okay. It's not groundbreaking. It's mm -hmm. the first Horizon had a great story. The second one, I don't know. I just feel like it's weaker in a lot of aspects, and that's one of the reasons I haven't finished it. It hasn't hooked me and pulled me through it the way the first one did. Oh, really? Okay. Kyrie like, really enjoyed uh, Forbidden West. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun game, mm -hmm. but I had the same issue with the first game. Like, it was great, and I enjoyed it when I played it. But I mm -hmm. never wanted to sit down and play it. There was just something stopping me from going back to it. Huh, and, that's interesting. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, 
it's kind of feeling the same way with Forbidden West, but to a higher degree. Mm-hmm. I just don't have that drive to sit down and play through it. There That's are other weird. games that are interesting to me more. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I felt I felt that a lot with the first uh, Horizon game. Like there, I, I have no problems with it and everything. It was just, <laughs> again, it is so weird that this is happening, like twice, um, because I had just uh, finished the the original God of War, the one that came back like you know a few years ago and stuff. And then I tried to play Horizon. I could not play it. I, I think it was just like the the narrative for God of War, the gameplay for God of War. It just when I went to Horizon, I was just like, this seems like lesser of a thing to me and everything. Like, I, I, I think I was so on the hype from finishing God of War that it was hard for me to play anything else afterwards for a while. And now come now it's 2022 and it's the exact same story. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm playing God of War and I have really not really any intentions to play Horizon Forbidden West. I, I've heard it's a pretty good game and everything, but I just I'm not thinking about it right now. <laughs> and the, Same. the thing it's is, one of those it's been that, out. Yeah, since what February? Yeah, since February. I mean, it's been out for a good minute. Yeah. It's just I just been so preoccupied with other games, and then God of War hit. I'm just like, yo, I'm just focusing on this right now. So yeah, I'm playing it because I do enjoy the gameplay. It's a lot of fun. But something about it just feels cumbersome. Like I have to be yeah. in the right, I have to be in the right mood to play it. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I want a game that's just faster, or a game that is like Horizon is a weird blend of kind of slow gameplay mm-hmm. that can also be very fast and challenging at the same time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just want something that's either easier to play. Or doesn't require as much thought because you do have to be very like strategic in your approach to fighting. Exactly. And so mm-hmm. there's just a lot of different aspects that make it a great game and a very well made and well crafted game, but maybe not one that's always fun to play depending on how you're feeling in that moment. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in terms of narrative, I heard Elden Ring has a story, but it's like something you really have to dig through and look for. Okay, so I bought Elden Ring over Black Friday. Oh, you did? Um, I did, because my wife has been interested in playing it, which is really weird to me, because uh, she's never expressed interest you in You see the face Friday. I'm making, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, whoa, what, Maggie? Maggie yeah, did? Maggie wants to play it. Um, okay. I don't think she likes it very much, because I set it up for her, but she, her complaint has been... I have no idea what I'm supposed to what do. I'm doing. She's like, I'm just exactly. here. Being, I'm supposed to go and kill these things, but I don't know which direction to go or mm-hmm. how to get started or anything. Even the tutorial is very opaque. I watched her play it, and I'm like, I don't know what you're supposed to be doing. And it doesn't help that other players can leave notes, mm-hmm. and not one of them is helpful. They'll like indicate that you're supposed to do something, but they're just screwing with you. Uh... Yeah, so I don't know. It looks fun. I'm interested to give it a shot myself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if there's a story there, it's hard to dig out. I know that George R. R. Martin had something to do with it. So I assume that every character you like at all in the game is going to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And, yeah. and then at the end, the big bad villain's going to die from a single knife wound. 
and it'll be very anticlimactic. And then the person that killed him will ride out of a burning city on a pristine, untouched white horse. You're, you're still dealing with that trauma from Game of Thrones, aren't you? I, <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Me too. Me too. Have you have you watched the new series you watched, House of the Dragon at all? Oh, halfway through the first episode. Okay, what do you think? Holy crap, it's violent. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, the original Game of Thrones was violent. This one yeah. takes it to a new level, and watching the Doctor just hack people to pieces is interesting. Oh yeah, it's great. It's good stuff. <laughs> I'm about watching I, Matt Smith just go nuts. I'm like, this is weird. Yes, yes. The doctor just like just slaying out there. It's it's perfect. I love it. But uh, yeah, it's I, I'm about I think like halfway through the series. I think I'm like an episode five or six. I think there's only like twelve episodes or something. But uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it so far. It's it's pretty good. Nice. Uh, Maggie and I actually just finished uh, Stranger Things season four. Oh, four? That's the most the recent one, right? season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you like it? How'd you like it? Dude, it was... It's like the best season yet. Oh, yeah, it absolutely. so good. Yeah. There were so many scenes in it that just, like, really stood out in my head. And yeah. But also, that ending was, like, a major cliffhanger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. It's about to go down. Thing with, like, Batman like, and everything? That was sick. Bad. Yeah, that was <laughs> Things sick. are I was actually thinking about uh, heading up there to try and uh, that Stranger Things experience they have uh, in Atlanta. Yeah. Everything. If you do, yeah. let me know. We'll get together and grab a bite or something. I'm seriously debating that because I, I would like to try that out. If, if you guys are up for it. I don't know if we would go because all I can see is it being super creepy. Uh, <laughs> unless it's just like the same experience as they had for Friends. Because Maggie and I went to that and it was just like set pieces. You know the famous couch from Friends that they all sit on at the beginning of oh, the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to sit on that couch and stuff. Um, well, I know that there's uh, there is a couch that you sit on, and I believe it's got like the stranger, like the you know the thing for like the first season with like the the little Christmas lights where they're spelling the stuff. Oh yeah, you can take like pictures and stuff like there too. Um, and and then I believe it's kind of like an es an escape room type situation. I think maybe it's like a light escape room. But, Yo, uh, so I think escape room um that was hop's cabin like really legitimately hop's cabin it's uh filmed in one of the suburbs of atlanta called powder springs which is actually where my wife is from um uh -huh. it's like it's 15 minutes from her house that she grew up in is where they uh -huh. film part of stranger things well, that's pretty sick hop's cabin is and there was an escape room set up in his cabin Ah, oh, that's really neat man it, I was wish cool. it, was it was not the best escape room i've ever been in like it, yeah. it wasn't like at times it was super easy and at others it was way too difficult. It wasn't very balanced, <laughs> but it was still cool. Like you, it was the actual set. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Sounds yeah, like a great experience. <laughs> but uh, let's see. I'll get back to it. Uh, they also have uh, nominees for best art direction. So outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. Again, pretty much all the same players. Uh, except uh, Scorn got in there, and so did Stray. I was, I'm going to be completely honest with you, I was really excited for Scorn this year. Like, that was a game that I was very much looking forward to. It's horror, it's kind of like dystopian looking, but then I saw, I like, watched the reviews, and I watched the gameplay, and I was just like, uh, it just, it failed. <laughs> like, it, it just did not work for me. I don't know what happened, but... Like, all my excitement went out the window. 
I, I think that's a pretty common opinion, though. It everyone was excited, and then it actually re released, and everyone was like, "Oh, this is this is not what I expected." Yeah, yeah. I mean, from what I heard, like the puzzles were pretty easy, um, but also that like there really isn't that much action. A lot of it's just you wandering around, going from place to place and stuff. And yeah, like the design looks good, but it's all pretty much the same from what I've seen. Just no dark uh, areas with like veins popping out and stuff and like flesh and everything. But like it's all pretty much the same. And when I kept seeing the same gameplay, I was just like, I'm not paying money for this. <laughs> you know, even though even though it was on Game Pass, it's on Game Pass. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have had to, but... It, that, that says something when something's on Game Pass and you still don't even want to play it. You know, like, I was just like, yeah, it, it's, I'm not going to do it. So I, I will say, I don't think this is in the category, but if there was a category for most disappointed game, then for me of like this year, it would be Scorn. I haven't even played it, so maybe maybe I'm I'm being harsh on it, but I'm just saying just from what I've seen, and everything scorn for me was like a game i was very much looking forward to this year it was probably like number two on my list and when i saw the stuff and i saw the reviews and i saw the gameplay it just went it just crashed and burned and everything so if there was a category for most disappointing game this year halo infinite would win oh poor pat i'm sorry i can see the tears like in the in the corner of your eye it, it's just anger now <laughs> Did Halo Infinite even come out this year? Technically, no. It, it came out last year. I think it was like in December. It was like like kind of like early December, I believe, when it came out. It was so disappointing it would still win for this year. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry, man. I know how much you love the Halo series. <laughs> I do, but my God. Like, what's ridiculous is that now that they've released Forge Mode, everything that fans wanted is basically in the game, except for uh, the weapons. But all the maps that everyone was mm -hmm. like, put them in the game. Fans have created them. Hmm. Like independent players have made better maps than were in the base game. They're doing a better job of Halo than 343 is doing. Ugh, that's that's embarrassing. Yeah, it's pretty bad. What other categories have we got? Uh, there's best score in music. Uh, pretty much the same players. Plague Tale, Elden Ring, God of War. But they also threw in Metal Hellsinger, which I think that's the one where you... Shoot with, a, like, according to the rock music or something? Yeah, that, I don't know. I don't feel like that one can count since, it, isn't it, like, real rock songs? Yeah, it's, it's like, real rock songs. I think, like, they got, like, Lamb of God on there and stuff. Like It, it would be like giving the best music award to rock bands or something. Basically, yeah. Or, like, hey, here's the best music award for, now that's what I call Rock 89 or something. <laughs> <laughs> Guitar Hero, all of them. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Xenoblade got on there, too, so I don't know. I guess the score was pretty good for that. I haven't seen any, really haven't heard anything about Xenoblade. So, um, and I'll just keep going through here. Uh, let me go to uh, best performance. So they have a few here, act actors and actresses. Uh, Ashley Birch, I believe she uh, does, what's her name? from Aloy. Uh, yeah. yeah, Aloy. Uh, you've got Plague Tale, uh, the main girl from her, I forgot what her name is. But uh, of course, Kratos, he's probably going to take that one. <laughs> uh, Christopher Judge for that. Um, then there's some Immortality, which again, really haven't seen it, but Man Engage. And then there's another one for God of War Ragnarok, which is uh, Sunny, which I think, 
I think that's the voice of of uh, of, a, of Atreus. I believe I could be wrong, but um, I yeah. I like uh, my issues with the gameplay of Forbidden West aside, the performance is pretty good for Aloy. Yeah, like Ashley yeah. Birch is a phenomenal actress. I loved her and everything I've seen her in. Very um, interesting. So I don't know. That could be up in the air. Okay, so you're saying there could be a little bit of competition between between her and Kratos. Yeah, like, I have, like I said, I haven't seen the performance for Kratos in God of mm-hmm. War, but just from what I know of Horizon, like Ashley Birch does a really good job. So awesome, awesome, cool. Well, that's good to know. I'm like, it's good to know that you know there's just going to be at least some competition, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Um, and then we have best ongoing game. This this will be an interesting one. Uh, so awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. We've got Apex Legends. Uh, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. 14. Yeah. yeah. What did I, yeah. You, you already if know. No, give it that. to 14. They're idiots. Yeah, yeah no. Seriously. 14 has... I, how could you possibly... I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to get me on a ring. the most popular MMO in the world. It has toppled World of Warcraft. That and it's just more fun. Like honestly, yeah. they <laughs> like, keep adding new, fresh content. It's not just yes. more dungeons. They add new stuff. The island sanctuary. Island sanctuary. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, fourteen has got to win that. Yeah, it does. It does. I I definitely hope so. I don't know what's going on with Apex Legends or Destiny Two. I think Destiny Two had an expansion this year, didn't they? Yeah, Destiny is super popular, and a lot of people love it. Um, Apex yeah. has gone through some trouble this year like people still play it but they apparently had some really severe balancing issues with it at oh, one really? point hmm. fortnite can go die in a hole um, <laughs> oh god I, no, what I was the other one uh the last one's genshin impact okay i mean genshin's whatever <laughs> like it, it's, it's not like, bad hey, don't, it's, don't write them off it has it has their fans like there's genshin yeah, impact it has, has a fan. pretty it's big not a bad game it's fun. I thought Tower of Heaven was better. No, uh, Tower of Heaven. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that didn't make the list, but maybe because it's newer or something. Yeah, know. it's an ongoing game. So since Tower of Fantasy came out this year. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, we saw a lot of uh, Genshin cosplay. We didn't see so much Tower of Fantasy cosplay. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, yeah, my vote's on 14 for that one. Yeah, um, same. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, so, best indie. So, for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside traditional publisher system, there's Cult of the Lamb, uh, Neon White, uh, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. Ooh. Yeah. Tunic. Mm-hmm. I know Tunic. you played that one. Oh, Tunic? Yeah, it's basically a link to the past, mm. but with a fox. Like, you give me a Zelda-like, I'm going to pick it. <laughs> but no, let's see. I don't know. Uh, Cult of the Lamb was super popular. I didn't play it, but a lot of people really loved it. It's uh, very good for streaming. So for, like, mm-hmm. streaming, playing with, like, you know, friends or followers and stuff, it's it's the perfect game for that. It really helps kind of, like, get the community involved and stuff like that. So Cult of the Lamb is perfect for that, yeah. Like, I think Cult of the Lamb, Straight, and Tunic all have a pretty solid shot at that. I'm thinking that, too. Like, Sifu, 
I don't know why it's on the list. It wasn't super well received. Like it came mm. out, people were like, oh, this is an interesting game, an interesting concept. I don't think anyone thought it was particularly fun. Mm. I've heard it's just very challenging. It's very difficult. Yeah, the um, premise is like every time you die, you come back and you're aged a little bit. And if you die mm-hmm. too many times, you you start having impacts on your ability to play the game and your performance because your guy is old and weak. Oh, I thought it was the opposite. I thought it was that when you died, you you got more stronger. Oh, maybe you do. I don't know. I thought you got weaker with time. Oh, okay, I mean, okay. there's a certain point at which like you die too many times because you get too old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I haven't played it. Um, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I, mean, I don't see that one, give, just given the, like, kind of general consensus I've heard about it. I honestly would like to play Sifu. It's just that it, when it came out, it was, like, a full 60 bucks, and I was just like, yeah, I'll wait for it to, like, hit, like, a sale or something, or, like, come on Game Sifu Pass. Or, come on PlayStation Plus or something like that. So yeah, yeah, something like that. Like, yeah, then I, I definitely give it a shot and everything. But, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Pat. I'd say... It's probably between Cult of the Lamb, Stray, or Tunic. If I can narrow it down, though, even further... I'd throw Stray out of the mix. Stray is definitely going to be a contender. But if uh, if I if I had to go against anything... Ooh. I feel like there was... I personally feel like there was more people who played Cult of the Lamb than Tunic. But I'm I mean, not sure. Tunic was... Um, it was a great game, but it was mm. also... I, I would almost say more niche. Like, it appeals to a very specific mm. subset of players that are Zelda fans. Zelda Cult fans, exactly, uh, yeah. Kind of gives me, like, Super Meat Boy vibes in some ways. Mm-hmm. And I think that game was popular just because it's like adult swim animation, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my impression of it. So, okay. I don't know. Like, I feel like Cult yeah. of Lamb was really popular. To me, Stray lives in this weird limbo state. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember people finding it, like, super fun to play, but everyone was super interested. Exactly. Yeah. Same. Same. I think yeah. Stray's sort of, like, popularity is definitely going to be its probably its biggest sort of, like, uh, I guess, positive or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah so. Um, but, yeah. And Neon White, I have no idea what that is. So. <laughs> yeah. No, me either. Uh, yeah. I saw something about it. I think it's a Metroidvania. Hmm. I don't know. Um, I think it just came out. Huh. Well, here's something that's kind of weird that I just saw, Pat. So, for the nominees for best mobile game, so obviously best played on a mobile device, which again, I don't play mobile games really, but one of these nominees I found weird, Apex Legends, Diablo Immortal, Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, and Tower of Fantasy. Marvel Snap. Have you played Marvel Snap? I have not, but my wife is obsessed. I've heard it's actually pretty good. Everybody freaking loves it, dude. It's like so popular right now. Really? Yeah. Huh. I might have it's to try a that out. Game, but the field has different, um, like, you know, like in Yu-Gi-Oh, there are different um, areas you can put cards down. Mm-hmm. This is very similar, except each of those areas has like a different effect and it can mm-hmm. modify the way your card works and everything. So, and they change up every round. So it's never the same. And they say like every single round is different and interesting and engaging. 
That's very interesting you were bringing that up, considering that Midnight Suns is supposed to release tomorrow. And it ha- and it's done by the same guys who did, um, what's it called? Uh, XCOM. And mm. their gameplay is very similar. It's card-based. And Wait, what? For an XCOM game? Yep. It's card-based. Oh. And it, uh, you know, gives you like different abilities and different things and stuff. But it swatch, it swaps it out. I, I think like maybe like every so often, so you always have a new hand and everything. And so um, I think, in the general public, from what I've seen, um, they've been kind of like nah about it because a lot of people are just like, oh, so it's just a mobile game. But all the reviews for the game have been actually really good. And stuff, so I'm I'm pretty excited to play to play that game. I, I was kind of iffy about it before because the whole card system, but it's like um, apparently it works very well, very phenomenally. So I might give that a shot myself. Yeah, that definitely sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just, I just thought thought it was odd that you know, you know, we got that game that's coming out basically tomorrow, uh, which is December second. And then Marvel Snap has his own little card game on mobile devices. So just like, huh, it's interesting, like how these things are, you know, I guess they're, I don't know how similar they are in terms of like direct gameplay, but it sounds like they're playing with some uh, very uh, similar, I guess, like genres or whatever and stuff or gameplay, whatever. So I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But, um, Let's see, not really too much left here. Uh, there's best community support, uh, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, No Man's Sky. How's No Man's Sky, by the way? You used to be pretty plugged into that. Uh, I hadn't played it in a while. I mean, it's still they're still getting updates with fresh content. People, the fans like it. Okay. The people right. that like No Man's Sky are still very much enjoying it. And I would say that, like, it's definitely more than redeemed itself for its rocky launch, but at the same time, I'm also like, I, I, there's just not that much to, there's not much direction in it. So if you want a game where you can just explore and go do everything, uh, I mean that would be it's fine for that. But to me, there's so many other games right now to play that are so much more interesting. That's a game for when you're just like, I don't know what to play right now. Let me try this out. It's not something that's okay. going to hold your attention 24 seven. Or at least not for okay. me. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Uh, then there's best VR, AR. We'll run these through really quickly because honestly, I haven't played any of these, even though I have okay. VR. But uh, After the Fall, uh, Among Us VR, Bone Lab, Moss, Book 2. I didn't know that Moss had another one that came out. When did that mm-hmm. come out? Recently. Really? Oh, I, I like the first one. <laughs> um, uh, and Red Matter 2. So, yeah. Of those, uh, I would say after the fall, most likely. It after is a VR roguelike. Okay. It's very highly rated. People say it's a blast. I haven't played it myself. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm surprised Pop 1 isn't on there. What's Pop 1? It's a Battle Royale. Population 1. Oh, a, never mind. I've heard of it. Okay. Yeah, dude, it's really fun. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, and then there's, uh, I'm just going to keep running through these. Best action game, Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Um, if I was going to put it, I'd say either between Bayo and TMNT, personally, on my, that would my be choice. My two guesses as well. One of those <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Call of Duty uh, should not be on that list. That is not an action game. That's yeah. That's that should be like shooter. Yeah, exactly. They they cheated. <laughs> uh, action adventure game nominees: Plague Tale, God of War, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. So I feel like it's probably uh, gonna be God of War on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably God of War on that one. God of War is the only one in that list that really fits. Yeah, yeah, that that specific genre. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, best role playing game: we got Elden Ring, Live a. I'm saying this: Live Alive, Live Live, Live a Live a Live Alive. I think Live Alive, Live a Live. And Pokemon Legends, oh, Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Oh, I would not count Elden Ring as an RPG. I mean, I suppose it is. Really? I'm kind of surprised you wouldn't. It feels I more mean, like an action-adventure game with RPG elements. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Of those, um, Live Alive is like a SNES remake that caters to hardcore JRPG fans. It's not going to win. Uh <laughs> I appreciate your honesty, Pat. I really do. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a game for me. It is not a game for the mass public. <laughs> fair enough. Like, fair I know enough. a lot of people would not be into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Pokemon has a chance of winning just because... Actually, I'm surprised Scarlet and Violet aren't on that list. Um, I think they came out a little too late. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, Arceus was very well-received, very beloved. I think it's got a solid mm-hmm. chance of winning. Um mm-hmm. Elden Ring, I mean, if it's on the list, it's got a chance. Uh, I feel like Elden Ring's going to take it, just because it's Elden Ring. Yeah. I mean, it was the most popular Souls-like that's yeah. come out. So. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Then there's Best Fighting. Got DNF Duel, which I haven't played. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I don't know what it is. Uh, the King of Fighters 15, Multiverses, and Sifu. Sifu's a brawler. That is not a fight. <laughs> I know, I know. But they're really reaching this year, aren't they? Wait, why is Guilty Gear Strive not on the list? Did that not come uh, out I don't think that came out. That came out last year. I remember that because I bought it last year for, like, one of the Black Friday sales. But um, if I get a guess, I guess maybe King of Fighters. I don't know what DNF That's Duel is. only one on the list I know of. Yeah. Well, I know Multiverses. That's the one they, they did with the, like, uh, Shaggy... You know, and Batman and all the like WB characters, Jon Snow. <laughs> uh, let's see. Then there's best family for the best game appropriate for family play. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, which I actually really do want to play that game. Nintendo Switch Sports and Splatoon 3, baby! Splatoon better win that. <laughs> yeah, yo, it better be in, in like, best shooter. Yeah. Uh, let's see, I'm going to keep going, keep going. Uh, best sports racing, uh, F1, no one really care. FIFA 23, NBA 2K 23, Grand Turismo 7, Ollie Ollie World. Honestly, I don't really care for anything. I, didn't Forza come out this year? Did, it not, did that not come out? I think it was last year. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. It released uh, November 1st of last year. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't really care for any of those. Um, yeah. Best multiplayer, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, uh, Multiverses, uh, Overwatch 2, <laughs> Splatoon 3, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Splatoon. Splatoon, yep. <laughs> Splatoon 3, yep, that's where it's at. Um, all right, and getting towards the end here. Uh, I don't know why they did this. Best debut or whatever um 
Oh, this this could be interesting. Uh, best adaptation, recognizing outstanding creative work that faithfully and authentically adapts a video game to another entertainment medium. There's Arcane, League of Legends, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, or Uncharted. Cyberpunk. cyberpunk. I got to go with Cyberpunk. Yo, I just like, uh, actually, I just finished that not too long ago. Yo, I did not like the ending. Oh no, the ending was trash. No, the ending the ending made me like just like you just wanna sit and just wallow. <laughs> like Yeah, for real. It was terrible. They deserve better than that. But the animation and everything, it was great. Absolutely, absolutely. I had a great time with that. Yeah, it was fantastic. Tell me Studio Trigger, man. Yeah, yeah. Studio Trigger, they never disappoint. Ever. It's why they're my favorite. Um and then I think the last category, hang on, that we have here is skip over this esports stuff. I'm not really into esports. Is most anticipated game. So what would it be, Pat? Most anticipated game: Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4. Because not like we haven't had like a bazillion ports of that. Starfield, oh, or. The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know why I asked. <laughs> we already know the answer to this. Um, for me, it's a toss-up between Tears of the Kingdom and 16. I like them both. Um, yeah, if we're going... I, I don't know, like, for what the award's going to go to. I mm -hmm. don't know. Uh, 16's crazy anticipated, but so is Tears of the Kingdom. I will say, if I had to place my bet on which one would, like, it's not going to let me down, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 16 could be good. It could be bad. We're hoping exactly. it's good. Exactly. Tears of the Kingdom exactly. is going to be phenomenal. Because Tears of the Kingdom is built upon, built on, on top of Breath of the Wild and everything, like, it already has, like, the, the established sort of, like, concrete base everything it already has like that it's just building on top of it 16 is doing something new it's something new for the series and everything uh with its more mature sort of like presentation and also a little bit more on the lines of the action sort of not turn-based though they've been kind of doing that for a while i suppose but it, it's doing something different versus we already know that breath of the wild worked so tears of the kingdom is more than likely going to work as well it's, it's the same thing with, like, God of War and God of War Ragnarok. Like, you you like the first God of War, more than likely you're going to adore Ragnarok. I feel the exact same feeling with, with Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, like, I... Even if it's not much more, it's just more Breath of the Wild, that's okay. <laughs> oh, but I, I feel like it's going to be so much more than Breath of the Wild, man. I, I have some very high hopes for Tears of the Kingdom. Everything. Yeah, I, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, I'll give, I'll give it to Tears of the Kingdom for this one. That, that's my most anticipated game. And uh, Nintendo, whenever you're ready to drop those collector's editions, let us know.
gonna round about real quick and just make sure there's, uh, you know, any new games that are coming out this uh, this weekend or have come out this week? Uh, no, none that I'm aware of. Like it's Pokemon has eclipsed everything. Yeah. So. Yeah, same. Uh, I'm not really seeing anything new, guys. There's lots to play. There's lots that's come out within the past few weeks. There's been Pokemon. There's Bayonetta. There's Sonic Frontiers. Um, God of War. There's plenty for for you to pick up and, and play over the weekend and stuff. And um, then I think two weeks from now, a little less than two weeks from now, um, Crisis Core Final Fantasy uh, the remake is coming out and stuff. So there's another thing. But um, yeah, there's lots to pick up and play and everything. So um, did you pick up anything over Black Friday? You get any I, new games? I honestly did not. I really didn't. Um, I, I was too busy. <laughs> I was too. I was too busy. Uh, but who knows? I mean, I know there's going to be more sales and everything. Especially, you know, we're getting to this holiday season and stuff. So I'm going to be on the lookout for some things. The only thing I really feel like picking up that might possibly be on sale, may, maybe seafood. Since we mentioned that earlier, because I would like to try that. Oh, uh, Mario the Rabbit Sparks of Hope. I've I've heard some really good stuff about that. Um, I've, I've heard it takes it in a whole nother direction and everything. It's some really positive things. So I would really like to play that. Um, but yeah, other than that, though, I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm good. I, I've got, I've already got plenty of games I'm working on over here, man. I'm literally playing three games at once right now. So, Jeez. yeah. I, um, actually, I bought six games over Black Friday. <laughs> what did you buy? I know you said Elden Ring. What else did you get? Um, I bought Elden Ring. I got Ghostwire Tokyo, um, oh, Kenna nice. Bridge of Spirits, Tales Ooh, of Arise, yeah. mm-hmm. um, uh, Rune Factory 5, and I bought um, Atelier Ryza 2. Oh, oh, of course you did. Yeah, you fell in love well, with that. So I was trying to buy it physically. I could, the only one I found it was like 50 or up for, and mm-hmm. like I wouldn't get it for several months because of imports. Gotcha. So I ended up buying it on a digital sale. Got it for thirty bucks through PSN. Oh, very nice. Okay. Oh, I started it this morning, but I played like half an hour. Okay. Um, I'm not even like outside of the tutorial area of the game. <laughs> um, right. I'm basically going to try to finish Pokemon before I move on to something else. I got you. Uh, it's at this point, it's either I'm either going to get finished with Pokemon or God of War. Odds are probably God of War. Then from then on, I'll probably move to Pokemon. I've been kind of playing Pokemon when I'm not playing God of War. And then Sonic Frontiers. Like, th- there's just so much to play. There's so many good stuff to play right now, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a good time to, to be a gamer right now. So maybe not good for your wallet, but it's certainly good for, you know, gaming. So <laughs> hey, I didn't spend more than $35 on any one of those games. Hey, yeah, that's great. You took full advantage Most of, of them the I sale. Got 20 Perfect. Perfect. And I'm sure, again, there's going to be more sales that will be going on during the holiday season and stuff. And um, Pat will probably have the knowing on that since that's like part of his job anyway. So if you guys uh, want oh, an yeah. update on some new sales, definitely uh, uh, keep your, your your ears locked here and everything because you'll certainly hear about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, should I uh, play us out then? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, guys. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Patrick S underscore Hearn. That's H-E-A-R-N. 
And you can find me on Twitter as well at casualkazzy. That is K-A-Z-U-A-L-K-A-Z-Z-Y. I am also available on Twitch where I play some games every now and then. Come stop by and let's have a good time. And until then, we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.